Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to episode 244 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we have a big goal and that is to give you all the information you need to confidently use essential oils for your DIY skincare. Now, we've all been there, right? We have an issue with our skin. Maybe it's oily, like mine is, or maybe it's dry, or maybe a angry red rash popped up overnight. You've likely headed to the store in the past and stared at the countless products on the shelf and tried to discern which one among them is going to work best on your skin. But doing all of that, as I've done many a time in the past, tends to be a crapshoot, for lack of a better word, right? This practice, going to the store and blindly choosing a product, tends to result in a lot of waste, a lot of waste of stuff we're sending into the trash can, and also a lot of financial waste, wasting your money on products that have not been made specifically for you. My guest today is here to make the case that making lotions and oils for your skin at home is not only what's best for your skin and your skin story, but it's also super easy and an awful lot of fun. My guest is Amelia Kaler. She is a certified aromatherapist and the chief course creator at simplyearth.com. Now, I should say before we get into this episode that this is an advanced episode. This is an episode on essential oils 2.0. So if you didn't listen to my previous episode on essential oils, it was episode 193. I highly suggest you pause this, you go listen to episode 193, because this episode is designed to take it a little bit further. Amelia, I am so thrilled to talk to you today. I'm going to learn so much I can already tell. How are you? I'm doing super well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. I want to know who you are and what you do, but I also want to know what on earth is a certified aroma therapist. So if you can cover all that, I'd really appreciate it. (laughs) Absolutely. So my name is Amelia and I am an NAHA certified aromatherapist at Simply Earth, which is a company that sells essential oils. As far as being an aromatherapist, that means that I have taken a course from a certified institute that is allowed to give people the qualification of being an aromatherapist. And it means that I've spent a certain number of credit hours studying. I've conducted certain case studies and had those approved. And yeah, it means that I've spent a lot of time working with essential oils and studying them. So that's what that all entails. So I have to ask you, being an aromatherapist, that's not a profession that I hear most people have on a day-to-day basis. So how did you find yourself so passionate about aromatherapy that you decided you wanted to study it and make it your career? A couple years ago, I was dealing with a nasty skin condition called perioral dermatitis, and it made my face break out, probably isn't the right word, almost like a rosacea-looking situation all around my nose and my mouth and under my eyes. And I had tried just about every single thing under the sun when I was dealing with that. And I actually had Katie Belkamp, who is one of the lead aromatherapists at Simply Earth as well, reach out to me and kind of tell me about her background. And she introduced me to essential oils. And 
along with a lot of other efforts that I put into helping my skin, essential oils ended up being a pivotal part in that journey. And I just thought it was fascinating that there were such powerful and customizable ingredients out there in the world of toxin-free living called essential oils. I, I didn't know that was a thing. And I don't know, once you're dealing with a nasty skin condition and something helps save the day, like that, that perks up your ears a little bit and perks up your interest. For sure. Well, I have covered essential oils definitely once, and I would say 1.5 other times on this podcast. And we're doing it another time because I don't have the aroma therapy knowledge to do it justice. So I'm so excited to talk to you today. I actually have listeners write to me all the time that they have heard things about essential oils fitting seamlessly into a non-toxic or toxin-free lifestyle. But the problem always becomes that pure essential oils can cost a lot of money. And if you don't know exactly what you're doing, you can be wasting your hard-earned money on essential oils by using them wrong. Let's start bare bones for anybody who hasn't ever heard of an essential oil before. Give us a textbook definition, a quick, a quick little primer. Essential oils 101. <laughs> Absolutely. So like blanket statement of what they are is kind of a combination of power co- powerful chemicals. And when I say chemicals, I'm not talking like toxins. I'm saying chemicals as far as, you know, their their composition. Um, but they're a combination of powerful chemicals that plants produce on their own in order to benefit them in certain ways. They get extracted from plants and it's usually in the form of either squeezing it really, really hard, which is called expression or cold expression or distillation, which is where you put a bunch of plant material into a really hot distillation chamber um, that uses steam and heat to extract the essential oils out of the plant. Hmm. I know you mentioned that your skin condition drastically improved and people who are proponents of essential oils shout their benefits from the rooftops. Talk to me about other benefits that you've either experienced personally or others, other clients perhaps have experienced. Like I was saying, and you touched on, um, skin is one area where a lot of people like to use them. Another fun area that I think isn't talked about that much is cleaning. There are tons of cool essential oils and some of those chemical components that I was kind of talking about before that come from the plant. Those are actually seen in products that you would see, you know, on a shelf at a store. So when you use actual essential oils to clean things, you get to have those benefits as well. Probably the other big thing that you see is natural fragrance. Um, I think a lot of people are realizing nowadays that just because something smells really good doesn't mean that it's really good for our bodies. So I see a lot of people, you know, questioning what's in their candles, what's in their incense burners. So there's been this big sweep of people who have started using essential oils and diffusers to help create a pleasant fragrance in their room while also reaping some of the rewards of the essential oils that they're diffusing. Now, as an aromatherapist, what are your three go-to essential oils and how do you use them? Ooh, okay. This is a good question. And whenever I answer this, I feel like people think I'm being a little cheesy with my first answer. And my 
favorite essential oil of all time is lavender. Um, And the reason why is because I just see it as like Goldilocks porridge. It does a lot of things really mildly and really gently. And it's just super um, versatile. And it's also pretty easy to introduce yourself to if you're new to essential oils. Like when it comes to skin, it's great for calming things down. I don't know, I've used it a lot in atopic dermatitis situations if my skin is aggravated by something or a mosquito bite. Another one, something called helichrysum. It comes from this little beautiful golden flower. And I don't hear it talked about that much, but I've found it to be like, especially through anecdotal stories and situations that helichrysum does a great job of being restorative and fortifying, if that makes sense for the skin. So like situations like a scar, um, helping with that scar tissue development or like bruises is another one where there's tons of anecdotal stories of those being improved by helichrysum, but then also situations where maybe... Maybe your skin is just weak for some reason um, and needs a little boost, like skin barrier type issues or even dark spots, wrinkles, stuff like that. And then last but not least, this this might be cheating, but any citrus oil is also going to be one of my go-tos for two reasons, really. Mostly it's the cleaning benefits of them and then the smell of them. Like one hack that I learned with citrus essential oils is that they're really good at getting those pesky stickers off of things. Like if you've ever taken a sticker off of something and it leaves that nasty um, residue behind, lemon essential oil in particular will help take that off. For somebody who's never used an essential oil, never purchased one, doesn't know what on earth to do, what are the first steps? And another way to ask that would be, what mistakes should they try to avoid? Ooh, okay that you want to dilute your essential oils. And what that means is that you, quote unquote, want to bring down the strength of them by incorporating them into another oil. And it's, it's really important that this is an oil and not a water because, you know, think back to science class when you're in like fifth grade, oil and water don't mix. So um, it's really important to add a little bit of essential oil to a lot of bit of another oil that's usually referred to as a carrier oil. And the number one percentage that you kind of see as a rule of thumb is 3% essential oil compared to the total volume of carrier oil that you're using. So that's the first big thing for people who are getting into essential oils is just know that and also know that that doesn't mean that the benefits of the essential oil you're using are going to be hindered. They're so powerful in what they do. Not only will the, the efficacy and the benefit of them still remain when you dilute them, but also you're kind of preserving that benefit because you're not using as much every single time you use your oils. You mentioned diluting the essential oil you're using, and I want to know exactly how. Like, Do you put 3%? How many drops is that? Do you put it in a bowl? How much oil and what kind of oil? I want to know the down and dirty nuts and bolts of that, but I also want to know what essential oils should we be putting on our faces <laughs> and why? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Then this is, I could talk for a bajillion hours just about this, but to start off with your big question of dilution, you were saying the nuts and bolts. Um, One helpful 
tip I have is to seek out a dilution chart, especially when you're getting started, because a lot of people are thinking, hold on, I just wanted to use essential oils. Now I'm doing math. What's happening here? There are (laughs) dilution charts out there. Simply Earth has a free one that's super easy to understand. But you were talking about in terms of drops to oil, it totally changes depending on the size of product that you're making. So for example, one familiar thing could be like a a roll-on bottle that you see. Um, You know, if you shop anywhere that has essential oils, you'll generally see a roll-on bottle. And those are generally about 10 milliliters, I believe. A 3% dilution rate in that, for example, just to give you a picture, is about five to six drops of essential oil only. So you think of that, that whole container, you only need five to six drops in there to achieve a 3% dilution rate, which again, is kind of the blanket rule of thumb unless you're working with children or someone who's elderly or pregnant or something like that. As far as what to dilute it in, as far as oils go, that's kind of the fun part, especially when you get into designing skincare, is that as long as it's an oil, first of all, that will effectively dilute the essential oil. But after that, you can pick and choose carrier oils depending on what you're, you know, what you're going to use it for. So Let's see, if I were making a facial oil for the morning and I wanted to use, going back to lavender, if I wanted to use lavender in it, I might choose a carrier oil that feels a little bit lighter on the skin, like perhaps jojoba oil, and that will dilute my essential oils the same way if I wanted to know, you know, make a facial oil for the night and I wanted something heavier like almond oil. Any carrier oil is going to dilute it properly, but you get to kind of pick and choose based on what what you're creating for. As far as which essential oils to get started with, oh man, this is another topic I have to (laughs) rein myself back on, but I got to do a webinar about this a couple months ago, and I talked about four essential oils in particular, and those are lavender, again, wow, (laughs) Um, and then I also talked about frankincense, tea tree, and rosemary, and I chose those four because they kind of cover the four biggest areas of interest in skincare. So like lavender, for example, is generally calming on the skin. Frankincense is generally good at supporting mature skin. Rosemary, this is one of my favorite, is really good for stimulating the skin, like skin that looks dull. And then tea tree tends to do a good job of supporting the cleanliness of the skin. What's so interesting is Each of those essential oils are made of different chemical components, and that's why they're able to deliver different kinds of support. Okay, Amelia, you are rocking my world right now. I am going to ask you more down and dirty questions about essential oils as it relates to skincare after a quick word from this week's sponsor. Mother's Day is around the corner, and I have the best gift idea for you. Hold on to your hats. It's mylifeinabook.com. Every week, My Life in a Book will send your mom a question via email. They will compile all of your mom or the mom in your life's answers and create a legacy keepsake book. The book becomes something you and future generations can treasure forever. I gave both my mother and my mother-in-law my life in a book, and they've already started responding to the prompts 
when my mother-in-law received her first prompt, she said, oh my goodness, what a thoughtful gift. And that's what we all want, right? We all want to give thoughtful gifts. So check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day, mylifeinabook.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 10% off today. And we're back with Amelia Kaler. She is a certified aromatherapist and the chief course creator at the Natural Creator School at Simply Earth. We are talking about using essential oils in our beauty routines. When you are diluting an oil for skincare, first of all, are you doing it in a bowl by your bathroom sink? And if the answer is yes, how much are you diluting? Is it just for that one? application or are you doing a lot for multiple applications tell me all about that if i'm using multiple essential oils for some reason which which happens all the time if i'm using multiple i like to actually mix them up before i add them to my carrier oil so if i'm you know i'm using frankincense and lavender i'm going to put them in a little bowl or a little Beaker, whatever you got. Um, I do recommend doing that in glass because if you're using plastic, your essential oils are going to want to absorb into there. So I may or may not have wrecked some like kitchen spoons or something, um, letting essential oils soak into them. I like to mix those up either just by, you know, swirling the container they're in or mixing them with a spoon to help those essential oils. The, the technical word is synergize and really you know, come together and complement each other well. And then I'll just add them into my carrier oil. Sometimes I'll pour out my pre-measured carrier oil into the bowl that I mix my essential oils in. I kind of like doing that because then I feel like I mix it when I incorporate them together. And then also when I pour them into whatever container I'm using. I don't know. It's a nice fail safe of being able to mix them twice. But the nice thing is, is again, because oil and oil like each other, you don't have to worry about it separating like you would have to do if you were combining it with water. Are you storing your creations in something with a lid? Are you shaking them before reusing them? Do they need to be away from sunlight? Perfect. This is also super important and it goes kind of back to being a beginner. There are certain things that you want to do to make sure that, you know, you get the most bang for your buck for whatever product you're making. Because essential oils are oils and the carrier oils you're putting them in are also oils, they can be prone to something called oxidation, which is when stuff like sunlight and oxygen and other, you know, atmospheric stressors kind of eat away at the bonds in the oil and cause them to go rancid. When an oil goes rancid, it is gross. You don't want to use it anymore, especially in skincare, because at that point, it'll probably become a sensitizer for the skin. But there are luckily a couple of pretty easy things you can do to make sure that your product has the longest quote unquote shelf life that it can possible. Um, The first thing that you kind of touched on is making sure that you don't have your product sitting in sunlight. Like I'm sitting by a window right now, so I don't want to put my fun little facial oil that I made just sitting right in the windowsill because that's going to have a whole bunch of sunlight beating on it. Also on the note of protecting things from light, it's super helpful to use um, a dark colored container. So like a an amber glass bottle, which is also super cute. So that makes it easier. Or I'll also see 
dark green bottles or dark blue bottles. Anything like that is going to be better than just a straight clear container. And speaking of containers, you're also going to want to make sure that it's, again, either made of glass or you're going to want to use, if you have to use plastic, you're going to want to make sure you use the plastic that's called PET or P-E-T plastic because that's the grade that can withstand essential oils. As far as lids go, yes, you absolutely want to make sure that you're using a lid that's super airtight on there and that you screw it on well. On one hand, you don't want your product to get everywhere. I've wrecked a lot of luggage in my life, not screwing a cap on all the way. Um, But also the less oxygen that's getting into your product, the better. So that's why sometimes you'll see with aromatherapy related bottles, they'll have that little plastic stopper that has a dropper on the end of it. That only not not just helps you drop out whatever product you're using, but it prevents a bunch of oxygen going in all the time. And when you're diluting an essential oil in a carrier oil, how much are you making? For how many uses? For how many uses? That is totally kind of up to you. I've done some things where it's just a single use if, I don't know, I want to treat myself to some, I don't know, I'm sitting on my couch, I want to do something to my skin while I'm sitting there. I've done single use stuff. But honestly, I sounds silly. I'll end up making it for the container size I have. So I've had a lot of five millimeter bottles on hand in my life. So I'll just make enough to fill up that five milliliter bottle. And the Simply Earth Dilution Guide that I mentioned before actually references kind of the most common containers that you'll see. And I'll just make it for that size. I try not to go too big though, obviously, because of all those things I was saying, because eventually your oils will get gross, but that's kind of the same as buying any skincare. You wouldn't go out and buy a a gallon of lotion, like you you buy enough that's reasonable in the amount of time that you think you're gonna use it. No Costco lotion. No, no Costco size skincare. (laughs) What I love about our conversation is that you are giving us the motivation to be a little bit more DIY with our skincare. Uh, You're giving us the control and the power to put exactly what we want on our skin as opposed to lathering on some product with unknown chemicals and perhaps unknown consequences. You did mention before, though, that you're mixing essential oils. I think you said frankincense and something else. Was it lavender? I don't know. How do you know when your knowledge, your DIY essential oil knowledge is at a place where you can then mix essential oils and it's not going to smell terrible and it's not going to give you a rash? Like, How do you know when you're ready to do that? (laughs) Yeah, so I think... I actually get questions like this all the time, especially with new students at the Natural Creator School. They're all like, oh, wait, what? It's time for me to do this? Can I do this? I'm like, you absolutely can. And that's because as with anything you customize, it's it feels weird, but the freedom is in your hands. You ultimately, you get to be in charge and you get to pick and choose what you want to do. And yes, while that might not come with some easy, like, step after step applications of how you do things, it does mean that you get to have fun and experiment. So when I had my skin being all upset with me, I knew that I wanted to use lavender because I had done some work with it before. I'd used it on my skin and test applications, which is another important thing. As with 
like any new thing you put on your body, you want to, you know, try it out in a discreet area, make sure it works out well with you. But I knew that lavender would probably be beneficial because I had played with it a little bit. And in my example with where I said mixing lavender and frankincense, I know that frankincense tends to um, help mature skin because I've worked with it quite a bit. And as silly as it sounds, there's actually plenty of information on the internet to help you get started. And I emphasize the get started because I would hate for someone to just Google things, see something right away, and just think that that is the end all be all, the truth of an essential oil. So I encourage people to do a little bit of research, but then take that as a starting point and start using that to build a relationship with the essential oils that you think you might want to use. Mm-hmm. You bring up an important point there, which is that there's a lot of misleading information on the internet about every topic under the sun, but especially I feel like essential oils has a lot of um, false, <laughs> false information, false claims. So you definitely want to go to a place that is trustworthy and verified. So that brings me to my questions about Simply Earth. What on earth is Simply Earth? We've referenced it a few times. What is this company? What problems does it solve for listeners? And how can listeners be sure that your oils are legitimate? In a nutshell, Simply Earth is a company that's dedicated to teaching people to feel confident and clear about living toxin-free with essential oils. And at the same time, we want people to have fun while they do that, and we want them to not have to pay an arm and a leg in order to do that. So we're really passionate about making sure that essential oils are affordable, and we do this by bringing essential oils directly to the person who'd like to purchase them. That's how we keep prices affordable and appropriate. And then we also strive each and every day to provide all sorts of education so that people don't feel like they're just sifting through a bunch of nonsense out there. We have a hero course um, that teaches people kind of the, the spread of all things introductions to essential oils. Again, we want people to have fun because while essential oils are something that you should be responsible with and should be diligent with, we want people to remember that they probably came to essential oils because they liked them for some reason. And it sounds silly, but I think that's something that should be emphasized all the time. And the other big question that you put out there is how on earth do people know that our essential oils are pure? And I think sometimes people see these prices compared to other companies and they're like, well, that company is way more expensive. So that probably means that it's so much better. But when it comes down to purity of an essential oil, and I think it's important to understand that purity means that everything that is in something is meant to be there and everything that's not supposed to be there isn't in there. Like that's what purity is. And what's super nice is that there's something called a GCMS report that essential oils can go through. And it's a bit of a mouthful, but what GCMS stands for is gas chromatography, mass spectrometry. And that's why we say GCMS, because no one wants to say say that every single time. And what this is, is a process that essential oils can go through in a machine that essentially takes essential oil, pulls it apart into its respective components, and tallies up how much of each component there is. And when that's all done, you get a nice piece of paper um, that shows you a a visual of what's all in an essential oil, as well as like the exact percentage of how much of each component is in there. So if you want to know if everything that's supposed to be in an essential oil is in there and that everything that isn't supposed to be in there is not in there, 
that's your your goal right there. That's your your end thing. And so Simply Earth, make sure that we put our GCMS report for our oils on every single product. Wow. GMS reports. We're, we're getting into the weeds today. Before we say goodbye today, Amelia, I would love it if you left myself and my listeners with a phenomenal essential oils-based skincare recipe. I'm using the word recipe for lack of a better word, but a phenomenal winter-ish skincare recipe for right now. If you want to Get into an essential oil-based skincare routine. For the first time ever, a great way to start is just a basic facial oil. And this is literally one of the easiest things to do ever. So what I'd recommend you doing is think about what what your skin needs. I tell people to think about their skin story, not just like, oh, I have a couple pimples or, oh, I have some dry skin. Really think about who you are and what your entire skin picture looks like. Do you go outside all the time and have your skin kind of suffer from a lot of sun damage? Do you um, get a lot of wind exposure. Like think about all those things and kind of write down a list of what you feel contributes to your skin story and where your skin is at. And then go ahead and start doing some digging online or on Simply Earth's website and look for essential oils that have support for those areas. So I keep throwing my skin under the bus here. Like when I had that skin condition, I knew that my skin needed some soothing support because it was angry with me. Lavender is a great soothing support essential oil. And so I started with that. So my first ever way of incorporating essential oils into my skincare was to take the essential oil that I felt met my skin story, which was lavender at the time. And then I chose a carrier oil that I felt also dealt well with my skin story, which there's also information about carrier oils at Simply Earth. Um, and I chose jojoba oil and I put 3%, I might've even done less because I was, I was a little scared, which is totally fine if you want to do less. I put somewhere between one to 3% lavender essential oil in my jojoba oil. And that was all she wrote. That was it. And I started using that on my skin every day. And it actually was in the winter time when this started. And so it's just like the easiest, most straightforward, most customizable way to say, you know what, this is where I'm at. I want to use an essential oil. I want to use a carrier oil or two. And there you go. Well, you use the term skin story there. And I love that because there's no product on any shelf that is going to, number one, know your skin story and number two, address your skin story concern. So I love that about essential oils. And I love that about our conversation. This is all about you knowing your skin best, me knowing my skin best, and making skincare choices that support our holistic health. So thank you so much, Amelia. This was so much fun. I love talking to you. I want to hang out with you and go out for coffee. I wish you lived closer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever want to chat again, I'm all yours because this was super fun. This is what I love talking about. Listeners, I so hope you enjoyed my conversation with Amelia Kaler over at simplyearth.com. I've linked to a lot of things and everything you need in this week's show notes, which you can find at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 244. Now, I should say that after recording this episode with Amelia, Simply Earth was very generous and they sent me two gigantic boxes of everything I needed to make an awful lot of stuff. And so I say that to say, number one, it was just as fun as Amelia said it would be. My kids had a ball. They made little perfumes. 
and super easy, not messy. And so you could make this stuff on your own, buy the ingredients on your own, figure it out on your own. Or you could just go to simplyearth.com and they will send you the exact measurements of everything you need to really take the stress and time out of the process. So thank you so much to Amelia and the team at Simply Earth for sending me so many goodies. I made deodorant, I made perfume, I made lotion, and I am such a happy camper who knew it could be that easy. Listeners, I will see you on Thursday. Until then, take care.